When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, I'm Dr. Caroline Leaf and welcome to my podcast, Cleaning Up the Mental Mess. In today's podcast, I'm going to be talking about dreams and nightmares and what they are and what they do in the brain and what you can do about them. It's such an interesting topic and I was asked this question the other day by someone and I thought I need to share this information with you on a podcast because it really is helpful. But before we begin, I just want to remind you about my annual Mental Health Summit running again in Dallas this year, Dallas, Texas, from the 2nd to the 4th of December. And it is really a mental health retreat where I'm going to get into the practical how-to of how to use neurocycles to help you with anxiety, depression, shock-absorbing, people-pleasing, all kinds of amazing and practical information. We're going to do some neuroplasticity techniques to rewire the brain, to, to facilitate the process. And we're going to talk about how to build insurance policies in the brain, literally wire in healthy thought patterns into the brain using the neurocycle. I have some amazing guests too. Michelle Williams is going to be one of my guests and she's going to be talking about how she managed depression, how it really incapacitated her and how she got through it and how using the neurocycle helped her so much as well. There's also CMEs and CEUs. So for those of you that need those, you can register separately for those as well. And I can't wait to see you there. I'm going to be doing book signings and meet and greets and so on. So it's going to be a wonderful time together for us to heal from this post-COVID trauma. Well, we're still kind of in it, but just to deal with all these emotional and mental challenges that have really hit us and to really understand what mental health actually is and how to manage it. And just quickly before we begin as well, this podcast is meant for educational purposes and is not medical advice. So if you need medical advice, please contact the appropriate medical professional. And now on to nightmares and dreams. What are they? So for years, people have researched nightmares and dreams. And basically, when you go to sleep at night, what is happening is that your mind and brain are preparing for the next day, your mind, brain and body. So your psycho neurophysiology is all preparing for the next day. So there's a physical aspect to it and then there's the mind aspect to it. So it's literally like the mind is doing the wise mind, which is your deepest part of you. Your non-conscious mind is cleaning up, doing housework, kind of cleaning up the mess that has happened during the day. And so if we have a lot of toxic issues that we've experienced during the day or toxic issues from the past have risen through the myriad of trillions and trillions of thoughts that we have inside our unconscious mind, but they've been activated at some point during the course of the day or previous days, and they're kind of hovering around the non-conscious into the subconscious into the conscious level, and they're not being dealt with and keep getting pushed down. So they have got a lot of high energy around them in the non-conscious mind. That plus any, any toxic stuff that you built during the course of the day that is what your mind wants to clean up when you go to sleep. And this happens for everyone at every age. So if a child experiences something toxic during the day, or if they have toxic things that have happened in the past or are happening, abusive anything or any kind of trauma, 
then that is it's an actual physical experience which gets processed by the mind into the brain as these toxic trees. And so because they are threatening our survival, because they counter to the nature of our brain and our body and our mind, which is one of survival and love and and health and balance, those then need to be fixed up. So when you go to sleep at night, your non-conscious mind is still working. Your conscious mind goes to sleep and your non-conscious mind is driving a very, very, very effective and very complex clean up process, cleaning up process, very complex housekeeping process, looking to try and detox, not to, to, to sort of activate and prepare these and bring these into your, into awareness, into a state of, of, of more awareness so that when you wake up the next day, you'll remember these things and, and pay attention to them. So it's, it's kind of like part of your housekeeping. If you think of it like this, here you are cleaning your house with your vacuum cleaner and you find a really dark, dirty, a really dirty area and you have to vacuum up and down. Or like what happened the other day, we've got these white you know, colored carpets and knocked over coffee from this, my side table onto the floor and there was all this, this coffee all over the white carpet. So I had to clean day after day in that same spot repeatedly over quite a few days and quite a few weeks before the coffee actually went and that that stain disappeared. And that's what's happening when we go to sleep at night is that your brain is finding these areas that are creating imbalance because any level of imbalance is threatening your survival and it's threatening how you're going to function the next day and the days after that. And so these things have to be dealt with. And if we keep suppressing them, one of the functions of the non-conscious when you go to sleep at night is to find those things that are suppressed, that are causing this imbalance, that are affecting the brain and the brain waves and the frequency, the frequencies which are the brain waves, as well as the brain function and that they, have activated the immune system because the brain wiring is, is toxic and causing brain damage and has changed your inflammation levels and your heart's not is maybe being potentially threatened and maybe other neurological issues or other parts of your body. So your non-conscious mind is doing this sweep through the mind, through the brain, and through the body to find anything that's not doing what it should. So on a physical level, there's a regeneration happening. And then on a mental level, the mind level, through the non-conscious mind specifically, because the non-conscious mind is awake 24-7, it is doing this sweeping, cleaning up thing. Is there something interfering with your happiness, always preventing you from achieving your goals? I know this happens to me, even though I work in the field of mental health, and I find it incredibly helpful to talk to someone I trust when I find myself in the stuck place. Indeed, one of the best things about our society today is that we can access professional help at the click of a button. If we need to talk to someone about what we are going through, we don't even have to leave the house. This is why I love and recommend BetterHelp to everyone that asks me. They are an amazing company that can assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist so that you can start communicating in under 48 hours. BetterHelp is not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It is professional counseling done securely online. They also have a broad range of expertise available, which may not be locally available in many areas. And their services are available for clients worldwide. Visit betterhelp.com forward slash Dr. Leaf. That's better, H-E-L-P. And join the over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. 
In fact, so many people have been using BetterHelp that they are recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states. I am proud to say that this podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp and Cleaning Up the Mental Mess listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com forward slash drleaf. The link and offer details are in the show notes. Now, the non-conscious mind doesn't do the fixing. The non-conscious mind is the wise mind. It's the advisor. It is this housekeeper. It is this storage area where all our thoughts have been converted into these trees inside of the brain, healthy, well, that's healthy, toxic and healthy. And there are also gravitational fields in our mind and our changes in our cells, in our body. So thoughts are always built into three places. And your non-conscious mind, which never goes to sleep, as I keep saying, is very fast and very, very, very intensely working towards your health. So it does these sweeps through the brain and the body to try and pull these things up to be able to help you. So, But it doesn't do the fixing. So it finds the stuff that's disruptive, finds the most disruptive stuff, finds the stuff that is been has been consciously during the day triggered by some kind of thing. So it's there in your in your non-conscious mind. And it starts pushing them towards the subconscious part of the mind. The subconscious is the part of the mind between the conscious mind and the non-conscious mind. So it finds them, starts doing housekeeping and cleaning. And part of that cleaning is to bring the dirt being captured into the vacuum cleaner, then you have to empty the dirt out of the vacuum cleaner or like the carpet cleaner that I was using to clean the coffee stain. I'm going over that and I'm sucking up that coffee stain and it's in there, but there's dirty water now in, in the water part of the, the carpet cleaner. What a weird analogy, but it just popped into my mind and it's quite effective. Okay, and what I have to do is once I'm finished that, I then have to empty the water out and clean that, that tank or empty the vacuum cleaner out and clean the vacuum cleaner tank. And so basically, that's the non-conscious does that. It, it basically puts it in the, the dirty water in the tank, or it puts the dirty stuff into the vacuum cleaner, and you have to then consciously do the work of emptying it out. And so your conscious mind has to deal with those things. Your conscious mind works with the non-conscious mind to do the work of embracing that water and emptying it out. In other words, the work of embracing, processing, and reconceptualizing. In other words, what are what are the messages that that nightmare brings to the table? Now, one of the reasons that nightmares, and I'm going to talk about night terrors in a moment, one of the reasons that nightmares are so frightening is because, and, and also so kind of jumbled, and dreams as well. I mean, let's talk dream, nightmares are scary stuff, and dreams are the not scary stuff. But both are kind of jumbled, and that's because during the day, when your conscious mind is awake and when your brain is in a, an awake state, it's different to when you're asleep. So things reverse in your brain in terms of the neurochemistry and the way that the, the different frequencies flow. It changes in your brain when you go to sleep. So your non-conscious mind is, is always awake. Your conscious mind switches off when you go to sleep and your brain changes how it functions when you go to sleep. And so that's so that's why things are kind of almost like back to front and upside down. So sometimes you know, a chair is floating or it's very symbolic. It gets kind of symbolic and things get mixed up together because the vacuum cleaner is going over different parts of the house. The unconscious mind is doing sweeps through the forest and finding the most recent stuff that has been happening and cleaning that up. And things get kind of put together into the vacuum cleaner. So thoughts can cross over into each other and can be kind of muddled up. And then as that tree has been activated and connects to that tree, they've got roots and those roots then pulling off, pulling up other stuff. But they're not fully pulled up yet because you're in your non-conscious state. You're not in your conscious state. And it's only when you're awake 
and your conscious state is working with your unconscious to access the stuff that is now being placed into the subconscious as you're sleeping, that's pulled up, placed into the subconscious by the non-conscious, and then when you're awake, your conscious mind is now aware of these things, and there's a feeling of discomfort, and you've got to now work with the non-conscious to work out what this means. So now nightmares, as we know, can wake us up and can be terrifying, and nightmares can... You can go to sleep the whole night and only wake up the next day and remember I had terrible nightmares and I can't remember much detail. And sometimes you can remember the detail and sometimes you can't remember the detail and sometimes the detail is just too terrible to remember. But all of it is telling you that there's something going on. So you, what you will feel if you don't remember the details is you will feel the discomfort. And that discomfort is in your mind, your brain and your body. So you wake up thinking, oh, what did I do? That was just like horrible and I'm feeling like like anxious or a bit nervous or a bit on edge or very on edge or and my body doesn't feel but I don't quite know what I was dreaming. And then maybe you fall back asleep and then the nightmare comes back and then you wake up again. And it's there's so many different ways it can happen. So sometimes you get a lot of detail, sometimes you don't get much detail, sometimes you get no detail. You still had the nightmare, but you know something happened. So in all cases, obviously it's kind of easier if you have the more detail you have. But even if your body's feeling that discomfort, it's still a message from your mind, brain, your non-conscious mind, in your, into your brain, into your body to tell you that something is not right. So you need to start becoming more alert to what that feeling may mean, to then searching consciously during the course of the day, not all day long. You don't want to become obsessed with this, but you know, just to maybe take note, are there any major changes in your life that are perhaps happening or is there something different in your life that is triggering this dreaming? Is something, have you met, is it, are there different people in your life? Are there different circumstances? Are there different things happening? Is there a set of circumstances that's creating kind of triggers that are activating things in the non-conscious that are on your subconscious during the day and then you're going to sleep with things that are sort of on the edge of consciousness, which is the non-conscious meeting the subconscious, the subconscious being the bridge between the non-conscious and the conscious mind, or something like that. So it's on this edge, is something going on? So you need to start very deliberately and intentionally neurocycling, which is the system that I've developed over these 38 years, which helps you direct your, get your wise mind talking to the messy mind and really directing your mind to direct the changes in your brain. Because whatever you are experiencing in your in your nightmares is something that is inside your brain and your body and your mind and has come from something that you have experienced so it's another clue so nightmares are another clue as to what is happening and so nightmares are also they clues but they are ways that shows that things are unprocessed they are clues of unprocessed stuff stuff that is hasn't yet been embraced processed and be and reconstruct and reconceptualized it needs to be deconstructed and reconstructed and otherwise they keep coming back and you haven't quite dealt with them you know there's there's a recurring dream that I used to have when I grew up I grew up in South Africa in it was a nightmare in a place called Pretoria which is the capital and when I was a child we lived on a in a beautiful home but on a river and it was very open and we had a lot of break-ins and I remember one night waking up and seeing a person in the passageway carrying stuff out of the house and then my dad getting up and guns and all kinds of stuff and police and I was very young and 
Then there was another incident where I remember walking right through to the passageway and I remember looking out into the garden and I remember seeing, because it was like a dip, the garden had a flat part and then it dipped down towards the river. And I remember seeing someone there and not being able to get away. And, and then my parents came and put me back to bed and whatever, because I was still quite young. But for years, those that feeling of I'm on that in that part of the garden and I can't get up and I can't get away. And the feeling of that someone's in the house and that terror and not being able to do anything. And I didn't know, this happened when I was very young and I was an adult and we went back to go visit my parents. I was already married and I and I had that dream again. And it would come over the years periodically, but it was really bad. And then I remember, you know, to, to, and then it happened a few times after that. And even then, not at my parents' house, but actually in my own home. And then I spoke to my mom about it and she actually told me the details. So in other words, there was my mind trying to deal, an unconscious mind, taking that thought and trying to, the terror of it hadn't been processed. So it was coming up, it was disrupting because it was making me scared of everything. I was suddenly getting scared of everything and it was affecting my sleep and it was starting to become a problem. And so once I found out what it was, I paid attention to it. I started reflecting on it. So I gathered awareness, I reflected and part of my reflection, and then I started writing down my reflections and part of my recheck was to actually ask my mother because I realized this is something that happened when I was young. So once I had the details, I was then able to reconstruct and now I can talk about it. And I haven't had that dream since I did that. I haven't had, I should say nightmare, sorry. I haven't had that nightmare before. As we enjoy the early days of fall, from appreciating the gorgeous autumn colors on hikes, apple picking, which is one of my favorite fall pastimes when I visit my daughter in Seattle, to camping with loved ones and watching football games together, it is important we look ahead and think about our immunity as the weather gets cooler and its relationship to what we eat and drink. As I'm sure you well know, the health of our gut can affect our immune system, which can impact our brain and body health. This is why I love celebrating the fall drinking has a refreshing probiotic seltzer that supports a healthy gut, body and brain. When it comes to enjoying your fall, you want to make sure you're taking care of yourself without having to sacrifice. And that's exactly what you'll get with Hazar, a non-alcoholic seltzer that is chock full of gut-friendly probiotics. With just 15 calories and 3 grams of sugar, or less per can, you can enjoy every sip without the guilt. I personally love their refreshing and tropical strawberry hibiscus flavor, which has just 3 grams of sugar and pairs well with all my autumn barbecues. Hazar not only helps enjoy my meal by supporting my digestive system, but it also tastes incredible with everything I grill. Indeed, all their flavors are amazing, from the juicy pear to the raspberry lemon, you can't go wrong. Get ready to fill your fridge by stocking up on Hazar Probiotic Seltzer by using the code DRLEAF for 20% off your order at drinkhazar.com. That's code DRLEAF for 20% off at drinkhuzzah.com. The link and details will be in the show notes. And I'm sure maybe sometimes you've experienced times where you've had a nightmare and it's gone into a night terror where you kind of feel immobilized and frozen. It's like you're awake and you can't move and you're in the midst of this thing and it's terrifying. And that the reason that that happens is because, once again, your non-conscious mind is dealing with this incredibly complex thought that has all the data in the roots and the data is all what happened. It's the details and it's the feelings which are the emotions, and it's the, the, the all the things that were happening, that, the data. And then this is the processing of that event, and this is the interpretation of that. And the, so this is all data. These are, this thought tree has got all this, these memories. So these are the data. These are the 
actual memories, what happened, the details. Like I was telling you that I was a child and I woke up and I saw these people at the end of the passageway taking stuff out and I was so scared. And then my dad, I remember yelling for my dad and my dad came and then guns and, and I was back to bed and police and, you know, and then that whatever. So that's the data. And then, and the terror, I felt terror and fear. And there was always one part of the, they came up to the sliding door and in the passageway and I was standing right there and they first went there. And so I saw, I saw that and I saw the break in. And so that door frightened me for years. I could, I had dreams of that door always being open and never being able to close that door and always having these doors that kept opening, you know, so these, these, these are, are that, that I had to make sense of that because that was, it was like anywhere where there was a sliding door, I'd have this like fear of sliding doors because they don't close. You're not safe. You're not protected. People can lift them up and open them. And so those, that's the detail memory that was in that thought tree. And it was coming out in my nightmares and I would have night terrors of not being able to get away and being stuck there and that door opening and the people coming in. And so until I had, and that would, I'd freeze in that moment. So that memory that I had as a child that I didn't understand fully, that was built into my brain and into my body and into my gravitational fields of my mind was what I was feeling in the night terror. So as it was being processed, as it was being pulled up and the brain, my mind was trying to clean it up, my body, it was also pulled up in my body and in my brain, so in all three places. So it was such a strong reaction in my body. For some reason, maybe the cleanup was deeper that night or something, it was a deep clean, and it got stuck inside my body, and my body got stuck in that moment, and I went into a night terror. So the night terror is when, we get, when the non-conscious mind work is, is activating the very strong response in the body, and we kind of get stuck in the body. And so when we wake up from those and we eventually, and we wake up and we can get out of there and you can feel terribly frightened after it's very important to sort of calm down and have someone with you and, you know, talk it through and you might be affected for a few hours after that. So it's really important that you do process it, that you do talk about it, that you try to find the origin. And even if you know the origin that it was coming from X, it might take a bit of time, not it might, it will take time to rewire that. So this is where the 63 days comes in. And I honestly had to do literally a full 63-day cycle to try and once I knew what the cause was and I had reconceptualized and then I had to grow a healthy replacement that I'm safe, that I'm not in that house, that that's not going to happen, that I got away, whatever, whatever it was, all the different things, I had to grow it from, uh, let me find my little, where's my little one? It would have been like this after 21 days and then I had to, so it takes 21 days for, 21 days for me to talk to my mom, you know, do the gather, reflect, write, recheck, etc. over 21 days to get all the details, find the cause, reconceptualize it. But it was only a week. It took another 21 days to get to this strength. It took 63 days to get to this point. Where now, every now and then, just recently, I actually had a dream again of the that area where the sliding door was. And we had sliding doors around our whole house. But this time there wasn't the terror. It was very interesting. It wasn't a nightmare. It had converted to a dream. And the dream was interesting because it had me with someone that I felt safe with going to those doors and showing that there's actually locks on them, that they can't get them open. They can't lift them up and open them. So there had been a process. But before that, I didn't have that. So I was terrified. I just got lost in the terror. Whereas once I had processed it and gone through sufficient time, not just knowing about it. So initially I just knew about it and I was still having the nightmares and getting lost. But once I had reconceptualized and grown that new stabilized memory, when I went, when I had the next time it converted from a nightmare 
and a night terror to a dream of a solution. So it's the same house, same sliding doors, but no longer was I terrified because I was protected. There was all these layers of protection. So I was safe. People couldn't get to me. I could be protected. So that's what I'm talking about there. And and so nightmares are very real. They do tell us stuff. And if you don't get, like, I got a lot of information there. There's other times where I've woken up from a nightmare and I've just, like, it's, that would never happen. It was completely, like, not as logical as, you know, that, that nightmare, my, my nightmare matched what actually happened. Sometimes your nightmare is related in some way, but it's illogically related. And that's also because we, when we clean up on our non-conscious mind, when our non-conscious mind is cleaning up, it doesn't always, it's not at night, it goes across like you're vacuuming dirt from this room to that room to that room. It all gets mixed up in one big, in the tank. So things can get mixed up. So you can have bits and pieces of different experiences or thought trees kind of thrown in. You can have like a bit of a good thought tree thrown in with a toxic thought tree and another toxic thought tree. So it makes a kind of jumbled mess. And because of the con, the, the, the combination of the different emotions tied into that, into that tree, it's strong enough to push it into the subconscious mind because it's created sufficient imbalance. And the non-conscious mind is always looking to restore balance. So anything that's out of balance is found while you're sleeping, pushed into the subconscious so that you wake up feeling something wasn't right in my dream, something was going on. And therefore you pay attention to it. And if it's all jumbled up and there's certain things that would like never happen or seem to be part truths or part not, just don't be too freaked out about like, you know, don't start thinking, oh my gosh, this is going to happen. This is predictive. This is, there's no cookie cutter, anything for dreams. So if anyone tells you I can interpret your dreams, you run far because it's even, it's hard to even interpret your own dreams. It's more a process of embracing them to deconstruct them, to try and find why you're getting these levels of discomfort and to find the causes behind them as opposed to that's symbolic of that and that's going to happen and this is going to happen. And, and you know, sometimes you can get a, a forewarning. Sometimes you can have a dream where an incident is played out in your dream and it is like a precognition. And I've had that too. I had a precognition once of us being attacked in our beach, in, in, at our beach, close to our beach house in South Africa. And the whole thing literally played out in like my dream did. And in my dream, there was like a solution. And when it happened, I saw my dream coming alive. I mean, that's only happened twice in my life. So we can get those. And when it happened, I kind of already had the solution of what to do and sort of applied it, but then only remembered afterwards that I had the dream. It was like kind of time-wise, it was a few minutes after this terrible attack happened that I realized I'd had a dream about it. And, you know, we had survived this and we nearly didn't. We were nearly all murdered, myself and my husband and my four kids on a beach in South Africa, but we weren't. But because I processed that so well and spoke about it and went through the five steps and did that very intensively, I, then the nightmares from that stopped very quickly. But that was a precogn that was like a precognition of it, of the whole process. And it's, and my kids also from that incident, they also had they were very young and they had nightmares as well. And I had to help them work through that process as well. So the whole point here is that if someone tells you, you know, that means that and that means that, be very cautious. Even you can't really, you know, totally predict. You can just think, okay, maybe that's from that, that's from that incident that happened from there. It's kind of all mixed up together. I'm feeling discomfort. Where's this discomfort coming from? What is the bigger picture? You know, so dig around and, and it may take you a bit of time. You know, it may take you a couple of cycles of 63 days to find out. But as you're working through it, it will be interesting for you to observe whether the nightmare and night terrors start converting over to a dream where you start kind of almost dreaming the solution like I explained. 
As you know from my work and research, what you eat affects how you think and how you think affects what you eat. When I think of food, I don't just think of nourishing my body, but also my mind in a holistic and sustainable way. But this perspective was not something I was taught at school or even at university. Think about everything you've ever learned about getting healthy. There's a lot of contradictory information out there and things like that old-fashioned food pyramid aren't much help either. I am sure, like me, you have even gotten some questionable food advice, like don't eat certain foods at night or avoid certain products because they'll make you put on weight. I've heard it all. And to be honest, I'm still not sure if much of what I have heard is actually good advice. Enter Noom. They know it's not just about what you eat, but also about how you eat. Noom teaches you why you make the choices you do and gives you the tools to replace your habits with healthier ones. Based on real science, Noom teaches you what you need to know about your food choices so you can accomplish your personal health goals and stick with them long term. Indeed, the thing I love most about Noom is that you pick the health goals that are right for you and Noom personalizes a food program to help your aspiration become reality. I personally want to eat better for my mental health and to manage stress better and I'm learning how to do this with Noom. Noom works with your lifestyle so you don't have to commit to a rigorous plan that doesn't work for you. There's a real science to getting healthier. It's called Noom. Sign up for your trial today at Noom. N-O-O-M.com forward slash Dr. Leaf. Learn how to eat again with Noom. Sign up for your trial today at Noom. N-O-O-M.com forward slash Dr. Leaf. Ready to learn how to live healthier? Sign up for Noom today at N-O-O-M.com forward slash Dr. Leaf. The link is in the show notes. So that is just a a little bit of interesting information that I think is very, very helpful. If your kids are having nightmares, pay attention, help them process it, help them describe it, help them write it out, maybe with toys, maybe with drawings, maybe give them words, give them comfort if they, if they aren't able to be linguistic. Don't just gloss aside, especially if it's happening repeatedly. You know, there's something then you may have to dig deeper and investigate if something's maybe going on at school with any kind of home care with friends, with maybe family members that are looking after them, maybe an abuse is happening, maybe depending on what's going on, it may be good to see a therapist, take them to a play therapist if they're very young, take them to a therapist. If it's, if it's a consistent pattern, if your child is consistently having the same dream, I mean nightmare, and it's they're waking up distressed, and it's not just once or twice, but it seems to be consistent, it's, you, you, you do want to pay attention, and you can start working through the neurocycle with them in a very simple way. We are, I know that the, the neurocycle is geared for adults at this stage, but there is a child version. I've had it for years, with people, and we are busy putting that into the app and writing books on that, but you just have to have patience. In the meantime, you know the five steps. You can get as much information as you need from my book, Cleaning Up Your Mental Mess. In my app, Neurocycle, I teach it intensively. On this podcast, I give so many examples, but essentially with your children, you're going to age appropriately help them to go through gather awareness and you're talking them through it to gather awareness and reflect on it. So simple questions like what did you dream and 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 what do you think that means? And do you want to draw a picture? Do you want to show me with your toys? Do you and they may not want to do it immediately on the spot. You may have to do it at another time. And if you're battling with it, that's where you could speak to a therapist and give them as much information as the child will tell you. And then they can then help to the, go through the process to help them to try to unpack it. But it's very important that you don't just ignore it. If there's a pattern of nightmares, there's something going on or a series of things going on or that have gone on that have been suppressed and potentially triggered and need to pay attention. 
we need to pay attention to those. So I hope this has helped you and I look forward to seeing you next time. I hope you found today's podcast interesting and helpful. If you want more tips and help with managing anxiety, depression and mental health, be sure to visit my website at drleaf.com and to sign up for my weekly newsletter where I also include a schedule of my speaking events and so much more. And follow me on social media. I'm on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram. Just look for Dr. Caroline Leith. Also, I love seeing all your posts on social media about this podcast. I love seeing what resonates with you and what you've learned. So be sure to continue posting and tagging me and letting me know what you think and how these tips worked out for you. And don't forget, leave a review and keep spreading the word about this podcast. Thank you for joining me today. I really hope you learned something new and helpful. Till then, I'm Dr. Caroline Leaf. This podcast represents the opinions of myself and my guests. The content here should not be taken as medical advice. The content here is for educational and informational purposes only. Please consult your healthcare professional for any individual medical questions you may have. While we make every effort to ensure that the information we are sharing is accurate, we welcome any comments, suggestions or corrections of errors.